Your friends suck. Was that good? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. It's a new episode of Your Friends Suck with Alyssa and Marissa. I didn't know where you were going with that. I just, I thought I would hit everyone. You know, okay, I don't know when sure. people are listening and I want to make sure they feel welcomed in this time of day. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much for being here. Or if it's the middle of the night, also, you're also welcome to join us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are, we're going to hit you with some stuff that i think this is gonna be as you're listening to this on a phone this could be a controversial topic question yeah yeah do you feel it okay definitely well not even like it it's very easy to get defensive about Mm -hmm. this topic and i noticed that with myself so i think more than Mm -hmm. anything it's like "Mm, i don't have a problem i don't you know that's not (laughs) this doesn't apply to me i'm fine like it's like that kind of so, um, as as we mentioned last time, and I think a couple of times, Alyssa had read <laughs> slash listened to Digital Minimalism, and then you had taken a break in, from social media, and then I, in the last three days, have <laughs> spent read um, Digital Minimalism. Uh, so we are coming to – well, first let's talk about you took a break from social media and you came back. How has that all happened, occurred, how, feelings? Yeah, so – I'm honestly, I'm kind of scared. Like I haven't been, Mm -hmm. it just feels like such a slippery slope. Like I'm glad that I have the 10 minute timer Mm -hmm. because I can see, like, I feel like I have a different, like, again, a lot of the stuff I already knew, but I, it wasn't in the the same mindset in the same Mm -hmm. context. So it's like, with that in mind, I like, I see how easy I'm already wanting to just slip back into like, oh, I have a free two minutes. Like let's look mm-hmm. on Instagram. And I don't want to be that way anymore. So like, I'm glad I've limited it, but it is, it is scary. Like I, I get mm-hmm. on it and I'll scroll for a little bit. I'm like, mm, this is overwhelming. I'm going to stop. Like just how, because uh, I'm, yeah. yeah. How long was your break? So I honestly, and, and I've taken, here's the thing. I've taken longer breaks than this, but it wasn't out mm-hmm. of this vibe. Like I, so I went off for a month. So mm-hmm. like it wasn't, and it, and it was February. So it was the shortest month of the, <laughs> the year. So like it wasn't like mm-hmm. a wild amount of time. Um, After the 2016 election, I took like mm-hmm. a two or three month break from social media. Cause I'm like, I can't see things mm-hmm. that are going to piss me off. Um, So like I've, I've gone longer but I, I feel like I, I have all of this new like thoughts. So mm-hmm. now it's like, ugh. like I, I feel like I've like quit this drug and I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll just take a small hit. I'll just take a, a, mm. a quick sip. Like it'll be fine. Like that's like kind of the feeling I have right now. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy as a person who knows you and follows you on social media that like, if you wouldn't have told me, I probably wouldn't notice and yeah. that I think is a piece of what we're going to talk about today is that like I didn't personally notice maybe other people would have but like <laughs> we also aren't like <laughs> uh I think we're in like a different demographic than the people like it's specifically in the book it does mention like oh like you're not interacting with someone's post and I'm taking offense to it however yeah. social media has evolved even since this came out so mm-hmm. I think it is slightly different. Um, but what we'll kind of times have changed too. A hundred percent. Pandemic. A hundred percent. Um, so we'll kind of get into what uh why this is something that we're talking about, what exactly digital minimalism is, some of the suggestions that are given in the book. Um, but basically the book started off with the 
the notion that we were not prepared when iPhones became a thing, when Facebook became a thing, when other social media started to grow, um, we kind of were in this uneven race of like, we are not mentally prepared what exposure to other people 24-7 really means. Yeah. I think he used the expression, like we kind of back, like backwards. Backed into it. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, oops. (laughs) Yes, literally. Um, Because what basically when the first like iPhone came out, it was so that people could use, instead of having an iPod and a phone, they had just a phone that had their music on it. And then obviously you have text messaging and FaceTime and then social media came about and then social media. And obviously uh, like Facebook started out as Facebook, but it didn't have likes. It didn't have, it only had like comment features and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it changed a lot. And one of the big things is that it's social media and interacting on social media takes away from us interacting in real life. Yeah. Which I, I have thoughts on that. And I figured we would kind of go in order of how the book talks about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was definitely some things in here that, you know, I agreed with, but then other things where I'm like, okay, that's a little bit too far. But, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, like I, I was telling Marissa, like one of my favorite quotes from it was actually from another person that he quoted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with all of this um, optimization and like new things that come about, like it basically the person was like, the tycoons of social media need to stop pretending like they're friendly nerd gods building a better word world and mm-hmm. admit that they're just tobacco farmers in t-shirts selling addictive products to children. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, checking your likes is the new smoking. And that was mm-hmm. Bill Mayer. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that is such a good... And, like, they also, in the book, he uses the the, the slot machine, like, metaphor it's, Yeah, of, it's gambling. Yeah, like, yeah. your phone is gambling. That every time you're getting on, you're hoping for, like, some little win. And you'll try and again and again and again until you get that. Exactly. So mm-hmm. with you just now finishing it, like... What were what was your opinion on this book? Just as an overview before we get too far um, into it. First of all, if you're looking for a fun, entertaining read, <laughs> this isn't this isn't the one. Um, yeah. I did admittedly listen to it, and I listened to it on one point two five speed, um, and it does read a bit like a a bit like a research paper, honestly. Yeah. Like uh, like um, oh my gosh, why can I not think of that? It's called because I don't have a doctorate. What the fuck do they write? <laughs> I don't know. Um, thesis. thesis. It reads like a thesis um, where it's bringing in research, but it's giving opinion and like stating on these things and elaborating on other things that other people have said. And it also is, this is something also to keep in mind. It's a person writing it who's never had social media, yes. um, yeah. which you can take that a couple of different ways. And he's very upfront about that, but it does, it does read as like, I think it, it reads very much in the way of like, this is my opinion and it's right. And you cannot argue that it's wrong. Mm, Yeah. And I, and I think that there's suggestions given to like kind of meet you halfway, but I think for the sake of the book, there was no like, and this could be the maybe positive things that came from (laughs) those things until the very end. I will say that the closure, once we get to that part is, is a part where he kind of goes, and this is how the world did get a little smaller because of social media and maybe in a good way. Um, but then 
other than that, <laughs> we do not approve of social media in the the slightest. Which it was kind of refreshing though. Like I I agree, mm-hmm. and like in some cases, I felt like like I said earlier, like I felt like he was kind of extreme about it. Mm-hmm. But it was refreshing because I I feel like a lot of the times when you see stuff, it, it doesn't highlight solely on the negatives. Like there's always mm-hmm. like, but this, but that. Like it always tries yeah. to be like this is really bad for you, but it could be good for you. Like it was just kind of mm-hmm. refreshing to be like. No, these are all the bad things about it. But I agree to your point that like, it should have been a little bit more balanced. Um. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just you could hear the tone of the book is very much that the whole time. So if you're not interested in hearing a two sided argument, you're not getting it with this book. Um, You definitely are going to want to like, obviously do some outside research and you can get the gist of it by reading some articles about it. I honestly didn't take me that long to listen to it either. It's like, I think if you listen to it at normal speed, it's like six hours. Um, (laughs) But I think I mean, since I sped it up, it probably took me like four. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. I, there's parts of it I agree with. There's parts of it I don't agree with. Um, I think, uh, the, my initial take on what he starts the book with that we are, we are not prepared obviously for, um, the unevenness of being exposed to people all of the time. I Mm -hmm. think though that can also be argued for a lot of different forms of technology and advertising. Like, I, I think, um, we weren't, prepared for commercialized like commercials we weren't prepared for television the second we had actresses on screen people were comparing themselves to a person they've never seen before or never met before so I do think that to a degree something of this variation has always existed um and I I understand where it's coming from like we do should we be like exposed to comparing ourselves numerically all of the time no Mm -hmm. And I understand where that's coming from. It just, it was hard for me when it was like a firm stance one way or the other. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, but also television, also commercials, well, also movie stars have always been a thing. In the 90s, we always, all, everybody wanted to be Jennifer Aniston before we had Instagram, so. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point too, is like, I went into this thinking it was just going to change my perspective on my phone, mm-hmm. whereas like digital like that that kind of encompasses a lot of things it Mm -hmm. encompasses like you said tv shows like yeah like a a few other things Mm -hmm. even just listening to music and and feeling like you need to fill the silence 24 7 which that is definitely something that i am guilty of Mm -hmm. um so like it's just interesting like you said both that it's kind of been around but i feel like now it's more talked about and maybe that's because there's a platform where people can share those thoughts and people are elaborating off of those like it's just this giant like monster if you will yeah. and we're all just kind of hanging out with it it's in the background just for sure our lives <laughs> yeah i think um I I think that it I feel like I'm here to play devil's advocate because I know that like <laughs> I I know that like I have opinions that are different than it so I feel like I have to state them otherwise it's going to be like no this is great. I feel like what the book wasn't quite like the title is misleading in the way that you're saying that it's like digital minimalism. He bar- he barely touches on television. He barely touches on like other forms of digital media um it's very focused on social media and it's not so much it is partly like leaving your phone behind and stuff like that but there's much of the book that admits like no you can have your phone maybe put it other places or like what like there's tons there is if you're looking for a way to reduce the amount of times you're picking up your phone there is a lot of really really good suggestions 
um, mm. that is given. There's like different apps. There's different uh, devices that you can purchase. They were like, um, I don't know if you remember this, but they were suggesting like in, I think Twitter specifically, like there's a way to filter that you're only seeing mm. like certain posts that are about certain things and they have to have so many likes and stuff like that or like from certain news outlets and stuff like that. So there's ways you can fine tune what you are using and what you do find valuable. Um, and I think that it more than anything was the most useful to me. I think maybe too, it's because I was in media and stuff in college. I took a lot of technology classes that I know how toxic <laughs> being yeah. exposed to advertisements is 24 seven. I've yeah. seen that research plenty of times and I'm like, yeah, I a hundred percent know that that's what it can be. Um, so maybe that's also what I was going into. I was like, well, yeah, I know this. So I don't really, <laughs> I wasn't getting the shock, the shock value that I was thinking I was going to have. Yeah. Well, and, and with that, like, I, I, I mean, myself being in marketing, I feel like I, mm-hmm. I fall into that as well. Like that's my job is to do some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily I'm now at a company where I'm doing them for good. So like, I feel like I, yeah. I have that on my conscience, but um, at the same time, like, I, I definitely agree with you that, um, we are in a profession that maybe, or you previously were, where mm-hmm. we maybe had different insights. Um, however, I, I I still think that it's important, and in, in breaking this all down, like really just like the summary of it all. I know we're gonna talk about it more, but like the summary of it all is like mindfulness, like just being mm-hmm. mindful of how you're using your phone, what you're like any digital media really, yeah. how you're using it, if it's you know creating like good things or bad things in your life yeah. and, and just being able to keep be conscious of that. Cause I think it's so mm-hmm. easy, especially since the pandemic to slide into, you know, just kind of autopiloting and, and mindlessly mm-hmm. scrolling your phone and all that kind of stuff. And that's where it gets toxic. Like, I don't think that mm-hmm. phones and stuff are completely toxic, but I, I definitely think that it, it rides a line that you need to be aware yeah. of is line as well as like what you need to do to avoid that line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um this is the last time I'll play devil's advocate and then I will <laughs> be on the side of the book for the rest of the time. Um so I think that it, how do I <laughs> I'm like trying to figure out the best way to say this. I think that the concept of this book in general is very like strong and the point of you we need to put our phones down and that our attention spans are short and that we are investing too much time into a phone than we are doing other things. Um, mm-hmm. I think the other issue is that this was written before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, not that COVID is an excuse, but when the entire world was not allowed to interact, that was our only interaction. Yeah. And and I there is like obviously in the book the value of having conversation and stuff like that and – there is obviously very strong research behind that having a more positive effect on us. And there's a ton in this book that points to your life can be happier, more productive X, Y, and Z because of putting on your phone. I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, and I think the other thing that we, that wasn't ever touched upon and I get for the sake of the book, not wanting to skew away from the argument of this is that we are a generation that is much more, um, Embedded? <laughs> well, not embedded. So I'm going a different way. Uh, our generation is much more open, is mm. much more accepting, and is much more um, knowledgeable on 
people that aren't like us because Mm. we have the opportunity to actually like see inside of those people's homes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like on TikTok, we, yes. And like, I was thinking of this today and this is just to say that like, I grew up in a small fucking bumfuck town in Ohio. (laughs) The fact that like, I, if I didn't have social media, I probably would have never known or understood like, or had met someone who was like a fully transitioned transgender person until my like late twenties. And I would have never like, that is something that I like just didn't exist in my world just because of where I grew up, the people I knew and just like happened that way. And also a lot of people don't transition until like after high school, later in their twenties into their thirties, when they have found like a community and stuff that backs them. And Mm -hmm. I only have that because of social media exposing me to those kinds of things and people and different thoughts and stuff like that. So I do think now that we're going to go into why you should put down your phone, (laughs) I will say the generation that did grow up on the internet is more tolerable. And it's because literally like we can see into other people's lives and understand them better than like using the unknown as fear, I guess. And almost like it correlates with what we talked about on our last episode with the trends mm-hmm. in, in how our generation and the generation after us is more accepting. And I could definitely see how that would play a part. I mm-hmm. agree totally on that because even aside from just like social issues, just in general, like being informed about what's going on in the country, what's mm-hmm. going on in the environment, like it's at our, our fingertips and people who know a lot about it are able to essentially dumb it down and put it in a tweet or put it in a post. Mm -hmm. Like there's accounts that I follow that, you know, when there's something serious going on in the government or whatever, that they literally dumb it down. And I Mm -hmm. don't think I would necessarily understand it if I didn't have those resources. So yes, there's definitely um, benefits to it. I'm not, I'm not going to end this with being like, so never use social media. But (laughs) no, I just felt like that was such a big, uh, thing that was like missed like I uh I feel like in the book it obviously is like you can exercise when you're not on your phone like and stuff like that and I'm like yeah for sure but also we would not be as tolerable uh tolerable is not the right word I'm looking for accepting maybe or knowledgeable or more worldly than we are currently as a generation if it were not for being exposed to other people ideas and things like that with the internet. Um, but that is yeah, my last I, argument for the <laughs> Well, no, I mean, to kind of go off that too, like that was something I, I felt like it was very much centered towards like his generation and before mm-hmm. his. Mm-hmm. Like with us, we, and I mean, I'm sure a majority of our listeners are kind of like in between. Like we remember mm-hmm. a time yeah. pre-cell phones, but a lot of our childhood was with cell phones and, and AOL, those different capabilities. AIM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Xanga, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was reading it and I'm like, I'm like my generation is is way too in like there are some things yes, on here. Right. Yes. That was a good idea. Yeah. yeah. That you can't necessarily completely remove yourself. Cause yes, it's like, well, you find out who your true people are, but like if I, so like, we'll talk about this in a second, but like, yeah, at one point he recommends like office hours, like holding office hours to talk with people. Like if I mm-hmm. texted Marissa and was like, Hey, 
Like, I'm not really on my phone. If you want to call me after 530, mm-hmm. um, you know, we could talk about whatever you want to talk about, like just in between that time, like mm-hmm. how, like, that's not feasible. Like, that's not, yes, some friends would probably be I, like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> I think that's what I was thinking too. Part of it was like, if mm-hmm. I texted my staff and I said, you are no longer allowed to text me because I'm not on my phone. You can only call me during these times and I will hopefully answer. Um, like that's asking me to ask everyone else to change their communication styles, <laughs> I yeah. guess. Or like be like, hi. I mean, and sure, like maybe there is a boundary that needs set at work, but it's also like a I'm sorry. I don't want people calling me for every fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like sometimes I'm like, I do just want a text update and I just want to read it quickly. And then if we need to elaborate on it, we can talk outside of it. And I do, I totally get the value of like him being like, yeah, you should wait until you can have a full conversation and talk about the everything. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. But then I'm like, oh, but I'm also like asking other people to change. Don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm asking other people to then also accommodate that. Maybe that's just me being self-conscious about being rude. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I think it, you can relate it. Like I related a lot of this to diet, like both mm-hmm. being intuitive, but then also like, for example, like if you're a vegetarian, like you can't expect everyone else that's, to only okay. eat that's a good example. vegetables, no meat. Like you can't do that. But like you can meet halfway, like I'll go out, mm-hmm. like let's go somewhere vegetarian. And that equals to like, just so you know, I may not text back as fast. Like I feel like yeah. there's – there's different things that you can do to mm-hmm. meet people halfway because it is hard. Like, I think we're kind of at a point of no return. Like, people joke, like, we just need to go back to flip phones. But, like, I can't even fucking get to, like, a grocery store that I go to all the time yeah, without using- maps. <laughs> the, example, <laughs> so- <laughs> the example of... Um, the example of like, oh, well, I just print out the maps directions now. I'm like, okay, but then you're just asking me to be inefficient. Like then genuinely, I'm, then the environment's getting involved. Yeah, like, like I'm like you're asking me to be like inefficient and to get lost. Like I'm yeah. like I understand you want me to look on Instagram less, but I was like you're just asking me to like get lost at this point. I don't understand. Yeah, pieces of paper cannot reroute when you miss the exit. No, and I'm 100 percent gonna miss it. So. <laughs> yeah, I am screwed if we if our power just goes out one day. I, I side note, I read a book where that's what happened, and oh, they were no. like we used a map, and I'm like I couldn't use a map. Like, like, I would just have to stay put wherever I was. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to touch on some of the points of the book mm-hmm. and kind of, like, get your thoughts on it. So <laughs> it breaks it up. Like, the first half is kind of, like, history or just mm-hmm. giving you data. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then the second half is kind of, like, practices. So, like, mm-hmm. what you can do, which I know Marissa's not completely finished with it, but um, there's there's practices of, and, mm-hmm. and that's something I could appreciate too. Cause I feel like a lot of times people are like, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like thoughts and prayers. Like there's no yeah. like actual tangible, like this is how you do it. Yes. There's um, a call to action in these, this book, which yes. is a, a nice touch. Yeah. So one of the first topics we kind of already touched on it with the, um, the, the lopsidedness of being way too involved and way too, um, aware that we mm-hmm. are not the only person on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing that he he talks about with this was like the digital declutter. So like the idea of kind of taking a break from everything and mm-hmm. then bringing it back in, which are you, so have you been kind of in, encouraged to take a break from social media or like, where are you at right now? 
So no. Um, and here's <laughs> why. Uh, so I think in as I've I don't know if it's as I've gotten older the last like two years, I mm. use social media. I, I am more apt to spend less time on it. I'm not apt to give it up. And mm. I think the the thing is, is that for me, I don't know if in like the last, I like social media. Like I like yeah. reading a good book. Like it's the thing of, I like telling a funny joke on my story. I like posting a picture of a book I read and like the something in my brain like ha- just doesn't care about like I like that my friends see it and that's great and I like having honestly for me like when I was like oh what was I doing at this time like that is like a <laughs> a picture book of like whatever I was doing at whatever point in last oh, definitely, couple of years. yeah um for some reason in my mind the likes to it have kind of just disconnected specifically with my Instagram I also don't really use Twitter anymore, so I'm not exposed to everyone's fucking waking thought all the time. (laughs) So I think that definitely helps. And I just fucking love TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. TikTok Um, is a beautiful thing. That was like the one thing I I think I talked about it on here a few mm -hmm. episodes back. Like I – that is one thing that I don't know how I'm going to limit myself because – it isn't a 10 minute thing. I mean, now they're making yeah. TikToks that are 10 minutes long. Like that would, <laughs> yeah. I would watch one TikTok and then it would be yeah. done for the day. Like, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think what helps too is that I know that you said you did a, like a mass unfollow on your Instagram. Yeah. So, um, in preparation of me coming back, uh, I was kind of inspired by this book to and I didn't do it too much I'm still the type of person that I I feel bad like I don't want to unfollow a person I haven't talked to since high school Mm -hmm. that was a nice person and like honestly I could probably care less what they post and that's what's funny is like he specifically mentions that of like we should not like be worried about like our friends being upset that we didn't like their baby's picture we should go out of our way to like make them a meal and like blah blah the thing is all my fucking friends live far away I'm sorry if me liking their picture like I don't know it just (laughs) I was like I totally get this concept of be like I'm gonna make my friend a meal who's pregnant instead of liking her baby picture I'm like honestly half the time I wouldn't even fucking know people had babies without social media exactly and I I think for me it's like I know who my ride or dies are that I do Mm -hmm. need to put more effort and and less of just like liking or commenting like oh my gosh so happy for you like I Mm -hmm. I do need to be more mindful in that and I've been trying to but I also don't want to completely like there's some people that I've done nothing wrong and I do like to see them succeed. Like I, mm-hmm. I do like to see that they are clean from whatever drug for five years or yeah. that they got married and I knew that they had a bad breakup and like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I like seeing that. Yeah. I also like seeing the dumpster fire of people sharing all of their <laughs> thoughts and, and drama on there. Mm-hmm. However, all that aside, I was inspired to unfollow some accounts that I'm like, okay, I don't know why I follow this. And yeah. I got to the point, I was telling Marissa, like Instagram stops you after so many unfollows. Like I unfollowed 500 people across mm-hmm. my two accounts, which is a <laughs> lot. It I, I ended up spending like three hours on Instagram, but it was me deleting these accounts. And like, obviously, like I said, I've, I've kind of been too scared to get super like involved in it but yeah um I just noticed that there's so many things that were clogging like I even noticed like there was accounts that were clogging up my feed that I didn't care about but I didn't always do something about it so like Mm -hmm. I went through those accounts that I'm like do I care less I unfollowed a lot of companies 
I'm yeah. like, if I wanted Brand. to buy new shoes, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, like I can do that. Like I unfollowed a lot of those. Um, mm-hmm. And that I think it's been therapeutic in itself. Like I'm, I'm wanting to cut down even more too, but yeah. it, it's, it's protecting your time. It's if I'm only going to be on there for 10 minutes a day, mm-hmm. like I will, excuse me, I want to see the post that I want to see. I don't want to mm-hmm. see a Steve Madden shoe that I think is very cute, but I can't afford anyway. Yeah. So I think honestly, and you know what I, uh, talking about this now, I think what helped me going into this book be like, you know what, I, I think, and I think it's something about TikTok. It's granted. Can I spend less time on my phone? Yes, we will get to that. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't want to give up social medias because like I follow so many food accounts that I'm like, damn, I should mm. make that. And I have, and there's so yeah. many suggestions on like, I set up like I finally set up my like retirement fund because of a TikTok being like it's very easy. This is all you do, and I was like, okay, <laughs> oh, cool. So and I me. like went and did it. <laughs> it's going. It's a little old. I'll have to find it. Um, and like stuff like that. And also with Instagram, I like. I've always liked photography. I always like images. I've always like seeing people. So like when I was do since I've been doing no spend, I found that mm. I have followed. I've unfollowed accounts that are just like, oh, I like this dress, and I followed mm. them for that, or I like this, and yeah. I followed them for that. I unfollowed a ton of those accounts because I was like, damn, this is making it way harder. And honestly, this is a very good tip for everyone: unsubscribe from any email mm. to any place that you bought something from because like you're getting ads constantly in your email and you don't need to be. <laughs> yeah. But I did that too. And I think that's the reason that like, I'm like, okay with keeping them because I'm like, honestly, I'm only seeing like people that I want to be seeing at this point and on TikTok and being entertained. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's something that he brings up too. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I think this is a good point for you is like, he talks about when you're bringing these technologies back into life, like or back mm-hmm. into your life, you should ask yourself the following, like, does this directly support something I deeply value? Mm-hmm. So like you said, like new recipes, like yeah. the aesthetic of photography, like those are things that you value. So it mm-hmm. makes sense for you to keep that in your life. But like you said, like following random brands because you liked one thing or, yeah. you know, somebody posted one cute picture, but now it's just all selfies and it's like all this inspirational <laughs> shit for you to yeah. buy their how to whatever, whatever <laughs> book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like being mindful of that kind of stuff and how that drains your time because that was something else that he brings up. And again, this is how I kind of tie it in with food. He says a lot of the mistakes that people make with the the 30 days of, mm-hmm. of cleansing is either they their rules were too vague or too yeah. strict. Like they weren't, they were either starving themselves or they were yeah. like, well, I could eat if I wanted mm-hmm. to, like that kind of stuff. And they also weren't planning what they needed to replace these things with. And I think that's where I've always faltered is I spent so much time on my phone and then I would be like, what do I do with this five minutes? What do I do with this 10 minutes? What do Mm -hmm. I, you know? And I I think that's important, those two pieces. And that's why I kind of related again to like intuitive eating of Mm -hmm. knowing when it's too much and, but not restricting yourself to the point where, you're off social media for six months and then you just spiral downward because you're like, Ooh, I miss this so much. I miss the clicks, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like finding that balance. Yeah. And I do, um, understand the concept of the 30, the 30 day like cleanse. And I maybe Mm -hmm. at some point would be like for work alone, I like can't a hundred percent be off of it, which is one thing. Um, but it is interesting to be like, okay, I could technically post from the, like, or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I think for me personally, uh, so b- let me circle back to where we were. So basically digital minimalism and the way that it's described is being very intentional with whatever media that you're consuming and how much you're on your phone um, mm-hmm. to be purposeful. So like Alyssa mentioned, that like having office hours if you're going to text or like only communicating call or like using text message to set up other times to meet with people and stuff like that, um, which are great suggestions and uh unfortunately for me most of my like <laughs> best friends are all long distance so i'm like okay if you want to call me like whatever yeah um th- i can do that and it's not that I- and i think like that's the other thing is like i'm not only communicating p- through people like s- instagram and stuff i guess i was like text message has just been something that we've like grown up with yeah definitely. and they do go into um the the cons of not having a face-to-face conversation or having a conversation where you're hearing like inflection and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that isn't, that was interesting for me to like hear of like those different things, but um, basically dig- digital minimalism for a lot of people means a lot of different things. Sometimes people still have smartphones, but they don't use X, Y, and Z, or they do have social media, but they only are on it. Like you said, like 10 minutes a day. Um, or they have like Twitter because they want like specific news things, but they change their settings. Um, so it's just finding a way to like get rid of things that aren't optimizing your time and distracting you and using that time for something else. Uh, and I think it does like, I'm not ready to give up Instagram. I'm not ready to give up TikTok. God, you're gonna have to pry it out of my cold dead hands one day. Um, (laughs) but I do think like, I, I've only ever kept Twitter because people send me things and I should just delete it off my phone Yeah, <laughs> and just check it on my desktop whenever I think of it. Or I like should like delete, like I don't really use Facebook, but my mom uses Facebook. So like I keep it on my phone for that reason. Like I could get rid of those little things and probably take up less time. Yeah. Well, and that's something that I noticed too with my, cause like in the past, when I would do social media cleanses, I was still doing stuff on my phone. Mm-hmm. Whereas this time it was like, I was putting my phone away and I, I noticed a difference in my, like even my attention span. Like mm-hmm. I, I have ADHD and having my phone away, like I put it mm-hmm. underneath my desk so I can't even see it. Like mm-hmm. flipping it upside down does not work for me. Like yeah. I did that when I was in high school and it didn't work for me then. Like, <laughs> My parents would be like, flip your phone around. I'm like, mm, I can still see it. Like, yeah. so putting it away, like I, I notice a difference in my mm-hmm. ability to focus on something and not look for my phone. Like yeah. it was out of sight, out of mind, or even just reading. Like there, I am not the best. I'm not a fast reader, so I'm not the best reader. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, it was always like, well, I could never like read this book. Like I have to make time at night. And like uh-huh. now I'm reading on my lunch break or I'm reading like in between if Zach's doing something and we haven't started dinner yet, you know, like stuff like that, that I didn't think I had time for, but like taking that time sucker of my phone out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, and the point of you have to be intentional with what you're replacing it with, Mm -hmm. like is the key because I, you, if you didn't have something already prepped and ready, you're like, well, I'll just go grab my phone. Like if you didn't have a book that you're like, okay, I'm in the middle of this or you didn't have something else you're working on. Or like I've even started the thing of like when I get home, I pick up 10 things. And then when I go to bed, I pick up 10 things and put them away. Mm, Um, And like that takes up enough time that I'm like, okay, well now it's time for me to get to bed. Or like, okay, like that ate up the first 10 minutes of me like sitting down and scrolling on my phone. So um, that definitely helps too. But it's yeah, I think the key of what you said earlier, of like you have to be intentional with replacing it with something else Mm -hmm. um, until that becomes a natural instinct is very important. 
Exactly. Yeah. And and there's things that you probably don't think you have time for. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that because I, I hate when people are like, you can go to the gym, but you rather blah, blah, blah. But it mm-hmm. is kind of that that mindset of like, it just feels like it because you are mm-hmm. constantly attached to this thing. Whereas if you set boundaries with it, like you do mm-hmm. other things, like you may see, like for me, like uh, it's on top of um, reading, like I've had this blanket I've been knitting for two years now. And <laughs> yeah. I like actually was like, well, I have time. And where I use, usually would just spend that opening Instagram, closing, mm-hmm. opening again, refreshing. I sat there and did it, but it's like, I had to be intentional with my time. And I think it mm-hmm. comes with being mindful of like, okay, do I want to scroll on this or do I want to work towards a goal that I've Something been wanting else. to get yeah. done? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next section, sorry. Yeah, no, I was going <laughs> to say what I was going to do. Uh, the next section is we're digital declutter, correct? Or yes, do we well, that's what we were, that? that's what we were just talking about. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, so basically the define your tech rules, take a um, 30-day break to kind of fully cleanse from everything and then reintroduce technology. So like Alyssa's doing right now, getting back mm-hmm. on Instagram, but like kind of redefining what those rules um, and rules are specifically for it. Yeah. Um, part two is practices, mm. which is where we get all the fun tips and tricks. Yes, which the scary times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really liked, I took this excerpt from the book or from somebody who um, summarized it. In the book. Yes. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um, but the first thing that he talks about is spending time alone. And when I first mm-hmm. read that, my immediate thought was like, you want me to like sit in a closet in the dark by myself? Like, <laughs> like I immediately no. went, uh, yeah. And, to the extreme. Know, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he highlights it like solitude doesn't necessarily mean that you're not around. It's just, it, it basically mm-hmm. like the way that they wrote it was, um, it's really about what's happening in your mind, not the environment around you. Yeah. You define solitude as a subjective state in which your mind is free from input of other minds. Mm-hmm. So it, requires you to move past reacting to information created by others and focus on your own thoughts and experiences, which is something that is hard for me. Like mm-hmm. I want to hear those things, but I, I see how it's important. So like I kind of did do the stuff that scared me. Like there was at one point while I was doing this that I had some like time to myself. And instead of mm-hmm. looking on my phone or whatever, I went outside and like, I just sat, like it was nice. The weather was nice for once. Like I just mm-hmm. kind of sat there in the quiet and like, I wasn't looking at my emails or I wasn't looking at social media or what have you. And I think it's important to kind of regroup. I mean, I already meditate. So it's like that, it's kind of like that as well of just yeah. turning off and not mm-hmm. feeling you have to know what everyone else is thinking about or yeah. doing. This man went on like probably a 14 page yeah. like, <laughs> thing about like going for walks, like literally yeah. like, went on for a while about going for walks. And I do think that like, if you're like, okay, I intentionally need to take time to not have music on, not have podcasts and stuff. I, my two thoughts were like cleaning or going for walks. Like there's not a very high likeliness that I would go sit outside like you did. I would be like, <laughs> all right, well, that, this has been nice. And it would be like three minutes later. I'm like, okay, well, that was enough, <laughs> enough of that. Yeah, I think- I was out there for like 20 minutes and I'm pretty sure like my neighbors walking by, like they were like, what's she on drugs? Like I literally, cause I was just staring out to the abyss, like looking like I was like waiting for my husband to return from war or something. Yeah. I think it's, um, like intentionally when you're cleaning or cooking, like turning everything off and just being very present or like going for intentional walks and doing that. And as the weather gets nicer, that is much more 
feasible but this man was like, well i mean he was like it, i went out for a walk when there was a hurricane coming and he was like do i suggest <laughs> it no but like i did it um but yeah so those are like the two and i think that's that is important like we listen to music we have something on in the background a podcast and we don't really think about that as being like constant input um yeah. but it is and like we're almost never alone with our thoughts and so we're sleeping basically <laughs> Yeah. And and I'm guilty of that. Like if there's nothing going, like I'll turn the TV on just to have mm-hmm. some kind of background noise. And like I was saying with my knitting, like usually I would watch something while I knit and I was making yeah. it a point to not do that. And it was almost more relaxing because it was like, I wasn't, I wasn't working my brain so much. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. working my brain to know what I needed to do with my hands, but then also be able to listen. Like mm-hmm. I was just kind of like in the moment. And I think little moments like that, can be more beneficial than we realize because we've kind of been trained in this generation and this like mm-hmm. era of technology that like you don't have to do that. So why would you? As you Whereas, are listening yeah. to us. Here, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? This yeah. is the last episode of this podcast. Um, no. So I, I, I liked, cause he was like talking about how like we aren't wired to be constantly wired. So mm-hmm. like, I, I think that that was a good point that I don't think I would have made that effort if it hadn't been laid out that way Mm -hmm. yeah um the next section he kind of goes through is to stop like if you're gonna continue being on social (laughs) media to stop liking things um which Mm -hmm. it's i can't remember the exact way it's phrased but basically that like we don't need to feel like we need to give or get constant validation I think is kind of like the way it's phrased. Um, That way, like uh, you can see something like, oh yeah, someone had the example of somebody had a baby. They didn't like it. They went and made a meal for the new mom and like all this other stuff and like had a nice conversation. Like you don't have to like it to show approval for something. You could be like, oh my gosh, I saw you got this thing. So I wanted to call you and say, congratulations. Like um, just being more intentional that way, instead of like Mm -hmm. feeling like you have to give and get validation in that way. Um, yeah, I'm also really bad with that. I feel like I see my friends' posts, and I'm always like, "Yeah," and then I don't like it. <laughs> I guess bad or good, I don't know. Um, because I'm just like, "Okay, yeah, cool, I saw it." <laughs> and then it just, I'm like, the o- see, and I'm the opposite. I mm-hmm. like everything. I like oh, stuff. Really? Like uh, sometimes I'll have to go back. Like I'll like a TikTok, and then I'll go back like two TikToks. I'm like, wait, I didn't like that, and I'll like unlike it. Like <laughs> I am just a chronic liker That's about funny. dumb stuff. So like, this spoke to me that I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't have to like everything um Mm -hmm. like I feel like I do I don't know why I feel like I need to but we are um, have been programmed that way (laughs) yes exactly well and and what's interesting so like I was trying to look a little bit more into the whole dopamine effect Mm -hmm. um so I'm gonna get not super sciencey but um I I found this article off of Harvard's website (laughs) you know it's legit um two different points with this. So basically it's like talking about when you're on social media, um, it's, it's not as intense as like a hit of cocaine or, Mm -hmm. or drugs, but the, the positive social stimuli that you get is Mm -hmm. a similar release. So you, when you're doing that on your phone, like you're reinforcing that whatever that behavior is, because Mm -hmm. you got that hit off of it. So, um, Something that it mentions is like cognitive neuroscientists have shown that rewarding social stimuli, so with laughing of faces or positive mm-hmm. recognition, people commenting on your post, whatever, it, it it activates that same like dopamine reward pathway. Yeah. So then 
you are constantly, and now we have a, it's, it's essentially like what I'm trying to say is it's essentially like consistently and constantly getting a hit of cocaine. Mm-hmm. Like our smartphones have provided us with an unlimited supply of this, mm-hmm. both positive and negative. So everything that you're getting, whether it be a like, a text, what have you, mm-hmm. has the potential to to do that. So then it's, that's why it's so easy. And that's why people say you get addicted to your phone because you get addicted essentially mm-hmm. to that high, it, it sounds dumb because you're like, it's not a high, it's a like, but like yeah. what it's doing to your brain is the same effect. So like, for example, something that I saw that I did not like that um, Instagram does that mm-hmm. I found is that sometimes they will, this is like something, this is from the Harvard article, they will withhold likes on your photos and then deliver them to you in large bursts. So when you make a post and you, you may feel like, oh shit, no one's liking it. And then all of a sudden you get a bunch of people liking it all. Like, mm-hmm. cause that's how I, I know of times where I'm like, it's literally like I get notification, 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 notification. And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. shit. Like it's literally them manipulating your dopamine centers. Interesting. So that you get a high from posting because you get them all at once. Get that large over. burst. Yeah. yeah. And that's something else I think that I'm going to forever keep. I've turned off all of my notifications to social media. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think – I know you've done that with Twitter, but, like, with I've done that, that with everything. I don't know. I've, yeah, I don't, yeah, I yeah. Had it. Yeah, I've turned off everything because it was, like, too much to have, like, every time somebody liked – well, and also I have linked accounts for, like, work and stuff. So it was, like, every time somebody liked or commented something, I was, like, this is too – I don't need to know this. <laughs> it yeah. can, like, wait till like, I go look at my phone again. And with, like, TikTok, people send me TikToks all the time. So I was, like, yeah, I can't have this on. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, and it's a good point too that like for me, it wasn't, it's not always likes. Like I, I mean, obviously it's exciting when you get over for me, like I don't get a lot. So it's like exciting to get over a hundred around you. But for me, it was always the, the DMs or the mentioned comments. Like that's the kind mm-hmm. of stuff I, like I got a high from because I'm like, oh, you're thinking about me when you saw this or, you know, something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. But like the, when you, think about it in perspective like it shouldn't create such a reaction and in mm-hmm. a lot of these social medias manipulate that like he talks about in this book um that you know facebook like it when it does the automatic the facial recognition and mm-hmm. tagging a face like it's not necessarily like oh we're keeping you connected it's so you get that dopamine hit when somebody posts something and you're yeah, like oh yeah. wow they yeah. thought of me and they tagged me in this, like, mm-hmm. it's all manipulative. And I think that's what makes me feel icky is like, mm-hmm. I'm looking through these and I know that I am, I'm paying someone like somebody is exploiting me on a smaller level, but essentially mm-hmm. exploiting my brain to make money. And that's so yeah. gross feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so one of the biggest suggestions is like, if you're going to continue to have social media, not to comment, not to like, to like use those as like a springboard to interact with somebody in person, um, mm-hmm. or a phone call and stuff like that. And also limiting, uh, your like texting time is specifically brought up in this, um, because it, like us, basically us essentially like responding to short text messages is like the same thing. Of us being like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of you, like, in response back where it could be, like, more specific, intentional of, like, here's this transmission of information. But, like, it's, like, one of those things where if, like, somebody texts you back, okay, or they don't respond at all, you're like, okay, dick. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's, like, one of those things where we've trained ourselves to be like, oh, no, if they care about me, they'll respond. Yeah. 
and that's or even like, to the point if somebody doesn't put lol at an end of a message mm-hmm. i'm like oh okay i'll just go fuck off when it's just <laughs> them like type like it's so embedded yes. yeah and and that was something else like how we were talking about like the whole office hours and consolidating texting like mm-hmm. i i get his point of having more meaningful conversations through the phone and like you said like voice so our vocal cue cues i can't talk um and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but at the same time like that's not always reasonable like i don't know if i couldn't text marissa or if we didn't have this podcast like i don't know how much i would you know talk to you not in a like i don't want to talk to her but like it's it's the convenience factor i can keep in touch with you when we're both working but if i set that that time aside for calls like i wouldn't have the same connection with you so like yeah i think that's where he kind of misses the mark of like I get that. And I don't think that a relationship should be entirely text, but at mm-hmm. the same time in this day and age, like that's kind of, it. Mm-hmm. it's what we've evolved to. It may not be the accessibility we had previously, yeah. but like now that's where we are. So like, yeah, if I don't talk to you for a week, like, did you know that I fucking busted my finger? No, like <laughs> no. it's little things exactly. like that. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, is like as an introvert, I come home and I don't want everyone fucking calling me. I don't want to be like, oh, my office hours are after, or like the times you can call me are after 5 p.m. If everyone fucking called me right now, I would not be able to get my laundry done. I probably wouldn't be able to cook myself dinner. Like I would never be left alone. And I, again, I run into the same issue of like, okay, well, I'm never left alone because I'm with people all day at work. I have to work. I'm trying to like exercise and do other things. And I come home and it's like, okay, well, here's my free time that I can communicate with people. And I get that. It's like, oh, it's an intentional side set apart where I can have meaningful conversations. So I'm like, I get it. But like, I I can't. I I as a human being cannot. I can handle like responding to text messages. I can handle like that. I don't need to have like three hour phone calls with people every single Yeah, it, it it's energy draining for you. Like you mm-hmm. don't get an energy. Yeah, he definitely he was an outgoing. He's an outgoing uh, extrovert that wrote this book and was like, no, you just set up time <laughs> to talk to people. I'm like, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly and I mean with me I'm the same way I phone calls and FaceTime like they're not my favorite because I can't multitask I am a multitasking person and if I text you then I can also do this whereas Mm -hmm. if I'm on the phone with you I'm too involved in this conversation or if I'm FaceTiming you like it's rude if I'm doing other things like Mm -hmm. So it is harder to do that, but I don't think that means that it should be completely erased. Like there's a few people that I probably should FaceTime more, not every day or every week, but like make that intentional time to be face-to-face, even if it's virtually to be like, hey, you're a real person. Like I'm not, I haven't been texting smarter, smarter child child. for the last (laughs) two years. Yeah, literally. Um, so these last like two sections, um, we basically have, well, we've basically hit on one of them. So, uh, reclaim your leisure time basically Mm -hmm. is just find something to fill the time because it more than likely you're going to realize like, Oh shit, I spent way too much time on my phone or you just spend more time on it than you think you possibly do. Um, and then you're like, when you don't have anything to fill that time, you're just like, well, I could just do this. Or like you start to panic. And like, don't know what to do in that moment, um, yeah. which we, we've touched on at this point. Well, and I was curious with this part, how you feel. I don't know how much of this part you've read, but. Um, oh, I'm you know, done. He, I finished that Okay. Book. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he brings up um, planning your high quality leisure time out 
which mm-hmm. I could appreciate. And I, I started doing that. I'd have a to-do list, but it was fun stuff. Like it yeah. was like, finish this like line in your blanket, like finish mm-hmm. this book, like that kind of stuff. But with you and your personality, you, mm-hmm. you are more of a go with the flow. Like how did you yeah. feel about that um, idea? The thing is, is like, I, it wouldn't work for me. I get where it could work. And in this section, he does also describe like different organizations that people join to like be a part of a group that combines like your personality and like activity. So like a men's fitness group and like Mm -hmm. uh, joining like different clubs and stuff like that, which I definitely like can see the benefit obviously of doing that and stuff like that. First of all, I don't know where these people have so much fucking like I come home from work and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't cleaned in three days, which maybe it's from me being on my phone, but I also live alone. So I guess if you have a partner that can take over doing certain things, but like, uh, you can structure like, like probably going and having an intentional day to like go meet people for stuff. Sure. But like during my free time, I would like to have options. I also play Mm -hmm. video games, which is one of the things that he kind of like gray area touched on. Yeah. And the way he framed most of this book, I would consider it a different thing Mm -hmm. for me, but not for everyone. Cause he also gray area touched on like streaming services and just like how people binge watch television shows or binge watch movies and stuff like that. And I don't necessarily do that, but I can see where other people probably do that. Um, So for me personally, it's more so the option of like, I have this book, this video game that I'm in the middle of, and like these two cleaning chores and I get to them when I get to them. Or I pick a day and I get to one of them and then the next day I get to two of them. And that's just kind of how I flow that way. Yeah, it's definitely a book of like eating the meat and spitting out the bones because like Mm -hmm. there there's so many things that may not apply to you and where you're at in your life or like Mm -hmm. like you said if you're not addicted to binging like that's Mm -hmm. irrelevant but I think it it still touches on in a a broader scope of like maybe something else that is your binging so you don't Mm -hmm. binge Netflix but you binge TikTok like how can I be more mindful with that and that kind of stuff but that's that's Mm -hmm. definitely something that I've tried to do so one of the things that I've also implemented since doing this is like, I haven't been watching TV before five, mm-hmm. like even on weekends, which weekends, yeah. unless, I mean, there's random occasions. Like if I'm with Zach, like I'm not going to be like, we need to do this in silence. Yeah. But like, <laughs> if I'm by myself, like I, a lot of the times I'm like, oh, I'll just put the TV on. I'll just sit here. But like now yeah. it's like, I'm making it a point that like, to not I do. need to, yeah. Like I need to utilize that time in another way. So, you know, maybe not to the extent of how he's explaining, but again, it's just kind of like mm-hmm. taking what you can from it and applying it, how it makes sense yeah. to your own life. And like, did he have a really good point of like, yes. And then this free time that you're suddenly going to have, you are going to learn like a physical labor skill and be able to make yeah. <laughs> like the one example is like, he finds a guy that like becomes good at like doing something with iron. And then he like basically makes money doing it for other people and stuff like that. And like yeah. that is great for that person. I'm sorry, that's not my skill set. Um, <laughs> I'm not a welder. <laughs> yeah, like it's like fix or build something every week. And I'm like, fuck yeah. no. Like I also don't want to have a bunch of shit that I built in my apartment. Yeah. Um, but I get I get the idea of like intentionally having things uh, to fill that leisure time. Um, I think with like people who don't have exercising as a hobby, that is something mm. that can be very beneficial and useful. Um, one, yeah. it does help get you outside and two, like it can give you a sense of a community. So 
I think that and is it can a good give condition. you the emotions you're looking for mm-hmm. with your phone. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, the last like section is, uh, join, uh, join the attention resistance. Um, so you're kind of just finding different ways to implement these things. So if it's deleting social media from your phone, turning your device into like a single purpose, like you're only using your phone for phone calls and maybe Google maps because Jesus Christ, um, you're only using like somebody, they gave an example of, they had a specific group on Facebook that they like checking for community events. And so instead of having the Facebook app, they like used a link to just that page as like the icon on their home screen so that they weren't like Mm -hmm. surfing a homepage and stuff like that. Um, Embracing slow social media, dumbed on your smartphone. So just turning off notifications or like turning certain, and like, especially with iPhones now, you can set it to like a work mode, do not disturb, like uh, sleep and stuff so that you're only getting notifications from like either certain people or if somebody calls you once or twice. Um, that way, like you're being more intentional with how much you're using your phone slash not letting your phone like secretly trigger you into picking it up essentially. (laughs) Something that, and with that, I wanted to, while you're talking about it. Um, so the widgets that you can get, especially on iPhone, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure on, um, Android. Android, but like, I actually, I have a page now of a widget of my screen time. So mm-hmm. it, I have like the wide one. So like it tells me how much time I've spent on my phone and what I'm spending the most time on. So yeah. like that's a way to be mindful too. If I'm like, oh shit, like I've been on Pinterest for an hour today. Yeah. Like I need to cool it. Cause a lot of the times, like I just relied really on that. What is it like every Sunday when it's like, Hey, you're up or you're down. Yeah. Like that's when I would evaluate my life. But now mm-hmm. I'm like making it a point like, oh, like I've been on my phone three hours today. Like Mm-hmm. maybe I should cool it. So like, you know, little things like that, that you can implement for sure to be mindful. For sure. I, um, had given up a lot of <laughs> given up. Uh, I had <laughs> taken a lot of notifications off of my phone for mm-hmm. social media and stuff a while ago, which is definitely super helpful. Um, so I suggest like, if you haven't done that to try it and just see how it works for you, um, yeah. because it does make me check things less, um, at first you, at first you're definitely going to check more because you're going to be like, Oh my God, what am I missing? Like, I'm not seeing these things come up. So like something must've happened. And then mm-hmm. once you realize that like, Oh, nothing's happening when I'm away, then you kind of get over it. Yeah. That, and that's something, the, the definition that he has for digital minimalism at like the beginning of the book is it's a philosophy of technology use in which you focus your online time to a small number of carefully selected and optimized activities that strongly support the things you value and then happily mm-hmm. miss out on everything else. Yeah. So it's like, what is it, like JOMO or whatever, the joy of missing out? Like, Yes. <laughs> implementing that into your life. For sure. Um, so that's kind of like all the different sections of the book. Uh, if again, like if you're looking for like a fun, bouncy, cute read, this isn't the one for you. <laughs> um, it does read like a college professor wrote it because he did. Um, <laughs> and it is going to give you not two sides of the story. So if you're interested in just hearing, okay, where well, you got to give up, give up the phone, hand it over. Um, this is like a good, interesting read. It's going to give you some different perspective. It does give you some good takeaways of specific suggestions to do, because I know there was a couple of times where they were like, oh, in this specific app, you can set X, Y, and Z. Um, And that was very helpful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I think it's important to read, even if you don't implement, Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I mean, if you do it on Libby, it's free. Like you're just yeah. dedicating five hours of your time, depending mm-hmm. on what speed you listen to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just being mindful because I think in general there may be areas that we haven't touched on that you have a problem well not a problem with but like you need to be more mindful with that just hearing this might help like even if it's not digital just in general maybe something that you've been dedicating a lot of your time shopping like that's the thing with me that I haven't really it doesn't really correlate with digital minimalism but I am it does you'd be shocked I'm telling you I'm telling you you need to do it for like three consecutive months and then you're gonna be like oh here's why it's because once I started getting rid of all of those ads it it made the urge so much less oh no so much less Zach are you hearing this take your phone away (laughs) unsubscribe from all the advertisements on the email you got to unfollow all of the different like product pages on like social media and like I always every time I get like a clothing ad or something on like Instagram or social media or not social media Jesus Christ TikTok it's kind of hard because you see things on people yeah um, but then I like I made a Pinterest board of the things that I was like okay here's the things I've thought about a couple of times that I would like to purchase and I have them on there and I've literally taken things off because the longer I've sat with them I'm like actually no like I don't yeah. I don't <laughs> think I would actually want that and that helps so much because because it's so easy to purchase things so immediately it it does help when you have like some hurdles you have to jump through that's a really good point of just being my because I and I'm guilty of that like I I'll get an alert from Banana Republic and it's like hey 40 Mm percent off I'm like okay Mm -hmm. like I'm immediately sucked in I don't need anything but like exactly if you take that away, yeah. you're not. I'm telling you, unsubscribe to all the fucking emails. It changes yeah, it the game. Forever. I need to. It did. It took me probably two weeks to fully do it. <laughs> <laughs> because like as they would come in, I would do it, obviously. And it takes a while to get through everything. But yeah. it helps. It helps a lot. Love it. And that was my gift to myself in 2022. <laughs> was unsubscribing to so many emails. Uh, but so yeah. Unfair. So So uh, that is kind of digital minimalism as the fast and dirty with lots of opinions put in way. Um, (laughs) If you have any specific experience with this, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to email us at yourfriendsuckpod at gmail.com. Uh, you know, we have an Instagram, but maybe we'll burn it to the ground now. <laughs> yeah. This point. Um, do you have any other topics you want us to talk about? Feel free to email us at yourfriendsdocpod at gmail.com or find us on Patreon, your friends like podcast. Um, hopefully this is a conversation you can take in person with your friends and so you can hear their inflection and see their facial features. Uh, but it is interesting to look at as a generation that grew up on the internet and how maybe it impacts us more than we realize, slash it's a good time to actually turn on the Scream Time app on your phone and just mm-hmm. kind of see, uh, see the what's vibes. going on. See, see. Yeah, because if you didn't have it to this point, maybe it'd be interesting to you to look at it at this point. Yeah, be mindful. Sure. Be mindful. Um, is there anything else you would like to add? No, I think we all we said all the things. We, we said every say. single thing we could ever say. Um, as always, uh, wear wash your hands, wear a mask, um, and turn off your Instagram notifications. You don't need them anymore. We cured you. Retweet. I mean, wait. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Your friends suck.